the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today I would like to meditate with you on the Holy Theotokos as the Mother of Sorrow. We have many feasts uh, dedicated towards the Holy Theotokos, and in these feasts it's very easy for us to focus on the joy, the praises, and the festivities which the Holy Theotokos undoubtedly deserves. Uh, as, for example, in the words of one of our hymns, Rejoice, O Theotokos Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ. But we must not forget as well the suffering and the sorrow which she embraced in her life. Let's place ourselves at the foot of the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ on Great Friday. The holy evangelist John, who was actually there, he described the scene in this way. Now there stood by the cross of Jesus his mother, and his mother's sister, Mary the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus therefore saw his mother and the disciple whom he loved standing by, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour that disciple took her to his own home. We learn from this passage that the Holy Theotokos was on Golgotha beneath the cross of her son, and if she was at the cross, then she was most certainly in Jerusalem on the previous days as well. And this means she witnessed all of the sorrow and suffering that her son freely accepted on our behalf. She saw his flesh, which he took from her in the Incarnation, being scourged and bleeding. She saw his head, which she undoubtedly stroked and kissed many times as a tender mother, torn and bloodied by the crown of thorns. She heard the insults and blasphemies from the bystanders and onlookers who did nothing to help her son. In a word, the holy Theotokos Mary suffered greatly alongside her son in those days. And this is perhaps why the Church has connected the following words from the Lamentations of Jeremiah to St. Mary. Is it nothing to you, all who pass by? Behold and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow which has been brought on me. If the Holy Apostle Paul, who didn't see Christ in the flesh before the resurrection, could say, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. What could the holy Theotokos Mary have said as she witnessed her own flesh and blood endure such pain and suffering? And yet the inescapable fact is that she was there in the midst of her son's suffering. She freely put herself in that position. She freely accepted to share in her son's suffering. You will recall in the story of the Annunciation of the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ when the holy Archangel Gabriel came to the Holy Virgin Mary and announced the glad tidings to her, she responded, Let it be to me according to your word. And we might make the mistake in believing that these words apply only to Mary's joy in becoming the Mother of God, but in reality these words equally apply to the suffering that she would endure as the mother of the Lamb who offered himself for the life of the world. How did the holy Theotokos Mary endure the suffering? 
In the gospel, there is no mention of her wailing, screaming, or lamenting beneath the cross. In fact, the holy evangelist Luke specifically tells us that other women were weeping and lamenting for Christ, but there is nothing recorded about the holy Theotokos. Only her silence is transmitted to us. At the beginning of the gospel, she is silent at the birth of Christ, and at the end of the gospel, she is silent at the death of Christ. The holy apostle Paul must have understood this because in his first epistle to the Corinthians, he contrasted the message of the cross with the wisdom of words. The wisdom of words refers to the logic of this world, which is expressed in lofty statements and speeches, but the message of the cross is different. It is expressed in silence. And so the holy Theotokos Mary freely entered into the suffering of her son in silence. Even though she knew him as the Son of God, who could have appealed to the Father for more than twelve legions of angels to save him, she said nothing. She didn't join the choruses of bystanders who cried out, If you are the Son of God, come down from the cross. She didn't ask him, My son, you saved others, why don't you save yourself now? You will remember that mysterious story at the end of Luke, the only recorded story in the gospel relating to Christ as an older child, when the holy Theotokos and St. Joseph went to Jerusalem for the Pascha feast and lost Christ for three whole days. After they left, they realized he was missing and returned to Jerusalem, where they finally found him in the temple. And Mary, as a worried and frantic mother, addressed Christ, saying, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. She asked him this when he was a twelve-year-old boy who worried his mother. But when Mary stood beneath the cross and shared her son's excruciating pain and suffering, she asked him nothing. She was silent. We can meditate on the Holy Mother standing in silence before her son on the cross. We can think about the two of them looking at each other as the salvation of the world was being accomplished. We remember how our Lord quoted Psalm 21 on the cross when he cried out, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? These words express anguish. But later in that same psalm, however, we find these words, Yet thou art he who took me from the womb. Thou didst keep me safe upon my mother's breast. How awe-inspiring it is to think that perhaps our Lord quoted the psalm and thought of those words, Thou didst keep me safe upon my mother's breast, as he gazed on his mother standing beneath the cross. Brothers and sisters, when we meditate on this beautiful scene of the holy Theotokos standing beneath the cross of her son, we learn a few important lessons that will help us to be united with Christ for all eternity. First, we learn the necessity of living beneath the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Gospel tells us that the Holy Theotokos was beneath the cross as was the disciple whom the Lord loved. 
Even though we know this disciple was the holy evangelist John, we see that he left his name out. Perhaps he did this intentionally to teach us that any disciple of Christ, anyone who identifies as a Christian, must live beneath the cross of Christ alongside the holy Theotokos. To live beneath the cross is to embrace Christ's suffering and to see everything in this fallen world through the cross. Second, we learn the necessity of entering into the sufferings of others. Again, when we meditate on the scene of our Lord's crucifixion, we find Christ suffering on the cross for the salvation of the world, and we find his mother suffering with him beneath the cross. The disciple of Christ is also there, because every disciple knows that Christ entered into the world and emptied himself, looking for our pain and suffering, so that he might take them upon himself and grant us restoration and healing through union with him. Think about all of the stories in the gospel when our Lord did this. In one such story, Jesus arrives in the country of the Gadarenes and meets a man from the city who was possessed by not one, but many demons. These demons, who were powerless in Christ's presence, begged him to allow them to leave his presence and enter the herd of pigs nearby. Our Lord agrees, and the demons leave this man who was once again in his right mind. I mention this story not to speak about demon possession, but to give you an example of how our Lord emptied himself and came to the country of the Gadarenes looking for this man who was demon-possessed and in a terrible state. The demon-possessed man was healed that day because Christ entered his country. Christ entered this world which he created and became like one of us so that he might enter the country of this possessed man who was suffering and give him relief. He did the same with the Samaritan woman. He did the same with the widow of Nain who lost her son. The gospel is full of similar accounts of Christ looking for us in our suffering. He doesn't block himself off from our pain, but he comes looking for it. When Christ goes looking for people in pain, we learn that God really is interested in being with people who are in pain. Therefore, the Christian, by definition, a little Christ, is one who goes around looking for people in pain. Brothers and sisters, pain and suffering are everywhere. They exist inside the church and outside the church, as we see all around us every day. One of the great tragedies of modern life is the existence of certain groups which wrongly teach people that a Christian life is a life free from pain. They try to convince people that Christ wants nothing but your happiness, health, wealth, and prosperity, and that you should call upon him whenever you want something. Christianity is not about being free from pain. It is about developing a new relationship with pain. It's about making peace with pain and helping others who are suffering. There is a famous 19th century novel called The Brothers Karamazov, and this was written by the Russian writer Fyodor Dostoevsky. 
In my opinion, it is the greatest novel ever written, or at least one of the top five. It is a story of three brothers dealing with the death of their father. There is Dimitri, the worldly brother with a hot temper. There is Ivan, the quiet intellectual brother. And there is Alyosha, the gentle and spiritual brother who hopes to become a monk. At one point of the story, these brothers visit a spiritual and holy elder by the name of Zosima. And in an amazing twist, this holy elder falls down and bows before one of these brothers. You might think he bowed down before Alyosha because he was the gentle and spiritual one, but you would be wrong. You might think he bowed down before Ivan because he had a sharp intellect, but that would also be wrong. Elder Zosima prostrated himself before Dmitri, the sensual, worldly brother with a hot temper, not because he was holy or intellectual, but because, as Elder Zosima explained, I bow down to the great suffering waiting for him. This is the disposition of every Christian. We are to bow down before the suffering of others and enter into their sufferings just as the Holy Theotokos did beneath the cross. The Roman Catholic priest and writer Henry Nowen, he told the story of a lonely man he knew who was going into the hospital for a major surgery. The man had no friends or family and the surgery was terrifying. He wasn't sure he had the will to live through it. After all, what would be the point? He was a lonely man going into the surgery. He is going to be a lonely man coming out of the surgery, so what's the point? So Henry went to the man's hospital room on the morning of the surgery and spent some time with him. And an important part of the story is that Henry really did not know what to say to the man. He didn't have much advice. He didn't have any truly comforting words. Henry just sat with the man. He was just in the same room with him. Henry was practicing the ministry of presence. He was just present with the man, quietly listening and praying in silence, much as the Holy Theotokos did beneath the cross. Then as the surgical staff came to roll the man to surgery, Henry stood up and said, When you are finished with surgery and come back to the room and wake up, I will be here, and I expect you not to disappoint me. And the man made it through the surgery because he had something to look forward to. He had Father Henry's companionship to look forward to. And this all came about not because Father Henry had some amazing and comforting words. It came about just because Father Henry was there for him. He made himself to be in the same presence as this man sharing in his suffering. Likewise, we as Christians, we must practice the same ministry. We have to reach out to those in pain. And yes, there are many things that we can do, such as visiting hospitals and sending text messages and asking about people in general, but we should really focus on being physically present in their lives. We should focus on visitations going to hospitals and spending real quality time with those 
who are there because of illness. They may be in deep pain, and you might be in deep pain, and one of the ways that you can lessen your pain is by reaching out to them in their pain. One of the saints said, God does not only reach out to the small ones, but also to those who reach out to the small ones. Do you want God to love you? Then love the small ones, love the poor, love the humble. And in doing this, you will be like the Holy Theotok of St. Mary, who is the mother of our Savior and also the mother of sorrow. And glory be to God forever. Amen.